to the Battle of the Willamette Podcast Playoff Edition, Week Two of the Playoff Recaps. We all love the Ocho. Bring it back this week. God dang it, Justin! Don't be a nine ball. Come on, ah. don't pull a CJ and be a nine ball. This is the tenth, potentially the second to the last of the Battle of Willamette Weekly Podcast. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. How are you guys doing on this uh, Christmas break week? You know, the whole family had a merry, merry Christmas. We did have some, uh, you know, some ice, which turned into some good sledding, which was kind of fun around here. Um, the ice was better than than snow in years past. So we did that and we had a power outage yesterday. So we kind of squeezed it all in in a few days. Yeah, we we went to went to my brother's house in Utah. There was snow no ice. It was actually kind of warm by the end of it, like, you know, near high 30s, oh, 40, you know, something like that. Almost. Yeah, so it was nice, and we spent a little time in Park City and flew back last night. It was good. Nice. You were not uh, not one of the 400,000 people that uh, got stranded somewhere at an airport and couldn't get where they needed to go and had no options, so that's positive. <laughs> And Bud and I were talking about this before, you know, before the pod. And uh, we, we flew out on the 23rd from Boise. This Boise to Salt Lake, it's like 45 minutes. It's not like it's that long. 45, 50 minutes. A little shorter than Boise to Portland. But um, Seattle, everything was delayed or canceled or whatever. And everyone, there was all these people over the place freaking out about trying to get to where they need to go and lots so a lot of upset people at the airport and it was because you know it's like you're either going to fly to portland seattle or salt lake to get your connection so if you you know because boy it's not like boise flies direct all over the country or anything so anyone going to seattle was having a rough day speed that's when the real christmas uh joy is is shown you find out who uh who really should be on the good list and the and the bad list yeah that's yeah. that's one way to spread some christmas cheer real quick one quick story on this um a woman that works for my wife was going to see her daughter for christmas and got to the airport flight was delayed all this stuff um so she took an uber to the closest hotel which is near my son's school just off of 82nd and Sandy. And we were like, 82nd Sandy. I think that hotel offers hourly rates. <laughs> yeah. And she stayed there for two days, didn't bring any food, super scared to leave, which they should be. <laughs> and um, eventually like left, got an Uber to the embassy suites that's right by the airport and just walked up and said, do you have any hotel rooms? And they, luckily she got in, but it was like, she, my wife was talking. She's like, yeah, it's a, it was a pretty dicey area. The lady that checked me didn't have any teeth and weird people. I'm all, yeah, that's on the way to Luke's school. It's uh, it's dicey. It's real dicey, but uh, yeah, get, uh, you get in where you can fit in when the, uh, when the snow and ice hits Portland. Yikes. 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 All right, you guys ready to get into this week two of the playoffs? We'll. Uh, I'm, ready. I'm ready if you're ready. All right, let's take a look at the uh, first game on the slate. 
the absent he got me versus end zone yeah yeah let's do it 171 33 uh he got me takes the big win end zone doesn't get to go to the bridge bowl three years in a row he got me gets to go to his first super excited for he got me and you know when we look at the stacks josh allen and Diggs scored just over 30 where he got me stack of um goff and Amon Ross, Amon Ross, St. Browns for just over 52. So I know there's a lot of chat about stacks, and that was really the big, that was one of the big differences. I mean, it was a pretty big blowout. Waddle gets his 25, um, you know, in a, in, a, in a great game. Pacheco and McKinnon come in together and get 25 each. Really, it's, you know, the only highlight on the end zone side is his kicker getting 30 points or 20 points. But you know what? He got me ran away for this one. It was never really close. Um, you know, congratulations to He Got Me for making his first bridge bowl. Yeah, and before I talk about He Got Me, we do have to say that the impressive run of end zone, if he would have got there for a third year in a row, um, would really be pretty impressive. Um, but the fact that he was back-to-back, -back, his run comes to an end. I uh, I hate to, to think that we talked it into fruition, but... Uh, we talked, you know, eventually that 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 Diggs Allen stack was was um, was going to have a down week, and it just happened to be this week. Not to mention, whatever's going on uh, for the Raiders, um, Adams with a really bad game too. Just a bad week to have a, a down week for end zone, and all of that worry about Jared Goff. They lose badly, and he still ends up with 37. So um, big stream for he got me. And maybe it came at the right time because otherwise he'd be forced to be playing that Murray game again if Murray was healthy. So blessing in disguise for he got me. Um, I don't know what's going on with the strike. It feels like he was back kind of, but then edited, deleted uh, stuff. It's really getting, it's really getting screwy now. So, um, and then I think, think that there were some comments that perhaps were supposed to be dms that went into i don't know the media page or the newsletter page and then those were deleted so we know he's out there um and evidently you know he's staying active in the in the you know in the back dms of uh of, of people out there on the slack but uh i don't know we'll see we'll see if we hear from him this week but uh congrats he got me and uh and welcome to the the bridge bowl yeah he uh i think he made those uh sent those messages and looked down and saw the socks that he's been wearing since the last loss and they're the same ones that haven't been washed <laughs> mm -hmm. and he wanted he wanted to reel that back in real quick because you don't you know if it ain't broke don't fix it but yeah who would have thought at the beginning of the season that it's like you know who i'm gonna uh you know who i'm gonna put in the playoffs golf no one, no one said that. No one at all. So, yeah, good for him for keeping someone in the bench and just, yeah, that's crazy. Was was there anything we could decipher through that um, explanation uh, of the fight that he got me is putting up with, um, I guess, this strike? Was there any was there any clarity for either of you? I wasn't. Um... I'm just going to say no. 
<laughs> sure. Same. Same. Move, I got moving on. <laughs> yeah. I got a, uh, are you, who are you playing? What's going on? I haven't, uh, I haven't heard from him since last week. So it's working. It's working. The only other game that mattered this week, Gore versus Irish puddle, bad guy versus bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, Irish puddles wins again, 184 to 150. Doesn't get the sweep of Gore this year. Um, you know, tough loss for Gore. Two of the most deserving guys in the league. Um, you know, this is a tough one, but you know what? It's just, when you have 110 points from four guys, Mahomes, Jefferson, Barkley, and Eckler combined for just over 110 points, that's gonna be hard to beat. You know, and the rest of his team did okay, fine. I mean, Hopkins, of you know, 1.4 is, his um, IDP was okay, um, but on the Gore side of things, I think you know, losing hurts, hurts, um, you know, a lot. Jacobs had a terrible game. Uh, you know, he had to go for Fant. Dobbins didn't perform well, but the rest of his team did pretty well. So it was just really a matter of you know, you throw Hurts in there, maybe get a little bit better game from Jacobs and Dobbins. He's right into this game, um, so you know it's. It's hard to say what would happen Irish Puddles is a tough team, but in the end, congratulations to Irish Puddles. He's going to his first Bridge Bowl, um, you know, and, and Gore, Gore's going to go to another Bitter Bowl. Um, you know, it's not his first. He's won two of those over the years. Going to be tough for him, but he's got a good team going into the offseason. We'll see what happens, but way to go, Irish Puddles. Great team. You'll be facing off against he got me in Bridge Bowl 10. It's hard to believe that 184 points is actually a down week for Irish puddles. And um, I always love the game within the game this time of the year. Uh, I don't know. I think that Geno Smith was probably the pickup that Gore wanted um, with this. But I do like when uh, another franchise and Irish puddles jump in and played some defense, picked up Minshew. Mm. Minshew did put up 32 points could have could have helped again i don't think that gore was going this direction but the it, at least the defense kept uh you know someone else from picking him up and having that big game we talked a little bit about it on the last pod um that we felt like there was a a reason to get moster into the lineup and moster put up 18 19 points um on the bench for gore uh as he kind of made the decision to go with dobbins again i know he's got a man crush on dobbins uh, yeah. for, for years and wants it to kind of pay off but um, you know if it's if there's a change there and, and something at quarterback maybe this thing's a little bit closer but it's capping off a huge season for Irish puddles uh, just way too dominant this year and it was week in and week out even with his bad games so Irish puddles congratulations finally made it and uh, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a fun 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 bridge bowl no asterisks this year. Nope. So is the uh, is the chip officially off the shoulder if he gets this win, or is it is it like a Brady where you gotta you gotta keep inventing? I've got the best team, but you know what? Some other bullshit answer. If he doesn't win this, if he doesn't, if if he oh, let me put it this way, if Irish Puddles wins the Bridge Bowl, this goes down as the best team in in a single season ever for sure. If he doesn't. And then just goes down as like, well, you almost got there. Nice try, pal. Maybe you can put together a team like this again in the future. Unlikely. This is his 
this is the chance to have that kind of good team. It's going to be an exciting game to watch. And, you know, we'll preview it, I know. Um, but I couldn't agree with you more. If for some reason he finds a way to lose this, uh, he'll come up with quite a few excuses as to why. Sure. We'll just have to see what those uh, end up being. But uh, he's not he's not above coming up with, you know, with, with reasons that his team <laughs> under, underperforms. Um, he'll stay he's on done. brand, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know. Big game. I think that uh, the preview came out. Um, it's obviously to the Irish Bowl, it looks like it's going to be. And um, there were some uh, some jabs being had early. So uh, these two, with everything that happened with their bet or non-bet or the money that's still owed or due, I don't know if they do that dinner and, and steak and, and everything uh, this week, maybe uh, as a lead up uh, to the game or they wait till after. But um, with these two franchises, the trade uh, that happened, um, you know, on draft night between these two for them both to be here at the end. Uh, just a lot of history between these two. It's going to be fun. I'm I'm super excited about it. Yeah, it's funny that that big to-do trade, you know, where at the end of the day, all Irish puddles got out of that trade. Yet last week, I think between the two teams, is like 1.4 points, right? <laughs> like all the shenanigans, all the trying to outsmart everybody and themselves and everything, it amounts to really not a whole lot. They both end up in the bridge bowl. Um, you know, and really that trade didn't have a whole lot to do with it. Um, we'll break that down, you know, after the season's over, but just kind of funny how that worked out. But just looking back, I don't want us to overshadow just like end zone is, has kind of come to a, an, a run that was really great. Gore had a pretty great season, you know, that, sure I mean, it's, it's tough that you're, you know, you, you know, you throw the records out unless you're playing Irish puddles in the, in the playoffs, but it's, I mean, won a lot of games and crushed a lot of people. And it's, I mean, it's, it's too bad to have a, you know, an injury like this that, you know, you never know what happened, but that, I mean, hats off. That's a, that's a great season. That's, you always want to be competitive and make the playoffs, but to, I mean, to dominate like that, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Cause you know, Gore, Gore came out early, was looking good, got banged up, struggled a few games, rebuilt his team. Um, and then went on to win, you know, nine games in a row leading up to this one. Um, you know, that's just, he, he did, he had a great, he had a great season. You know, I connected with him just to see how he was doing. And, you know, he's, 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 you know, Gore's super positive when it comes to this stuff. He's not going to dwell on this, but you know, it's, it's, it is tough, uh, for him obviously, but he's like, he's feeling pretty good about his team and it the trajectory of it, you know, going into the off season. So, you know, he'll be back. You know, he'll definitely get another shot at this. Couldn't agree more. He took the high road on this, but I think that we know this was probably his best chance um, in quite a few years with the team that he was putting out there in the season that he had, that it really could have been his year. And, and uh, he'll just have to regroup and, and look for it to be, you know, his year in another year, because, um, because of the run that I think, uh, the Irish franchise is having right now. <laughs> yeah. The Irish is, is preparing. So let's, let's want to move on. want to talk about the, the two teams. Um, let's start with, with Irish puddles. So one thing that's interesting looking at his team and it is Wednesday. So he's got six defensive players. 
So I'm not sure where he's going to go with that. To see three offensive players on his bench, he's got Lazard, Patterson, and Minshew on his bench. You know, he's got some, he's got some tough matchup. Like Mahomes has a tough matchup. Jefferson going to Green Bay, that's going to be a little tough. I think it's really messy in, in Arizona. Um, Eckler going against the resurging Rams. We'll see what happens there. He does have some relatively tough matchups, but I don't think weather's going to play a whole lot in deciding his game. But, you know, McCaffrey, we'll see how much he plays. You know, we'll, we'll, depending on what happens with the 49ers, they may shut him down a little bit. I think Barkley is going to be the key to the game and his team because Barkley's probably the one, one of the only players on his squad that probably has to perform for his team to win, his NFL team to win. So we'll see what he decides to do. Does he put in Lazard and take out Hopkins? Does he go with, you know, does he get it? Is he going to not chance it with, with, you know, McCaffrey or Eckler and see what goes on there? Maybe they shut down, maybe puts in Patterson. I don't know. He's got some decisions to make. I don't think there's much on the, the waiver wire that he could go after uh, to make a big difference, but that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm seeing. No, I agree. I think that um, for the chiefs to draw that Denver matchup and you just don't know, I think the biggest piece of this um, potential Denver matchup is now with Denver firing their head coach. Um, will we see the team come out and play totally different this next week? A lot of times that happens. Do they step up? Um, or is it really more of a Russell Wilson thing and the team's just kind of over this whole season as is and, and they pack it in. Um, but he's got some exposure there with, you know, with having Kelsey Mahomes and, and the, and the KC kicker, um, you know, if that game's kind of a dud of any sort, that, that's three players with some exposure against Denver. So I look at that. I also don't know if Colt McCoy is going to be back, but that mix sorely exposed experiment um was was a nightmare to watch uh for for hopkins um with the real low output so um hopkins is one of those players this is it is it is is the concussion protocol complete for colt mccoy who's, who's definitely better than what we saw out of mcsorley um but that has a direct effect on hopkins and how his game goes but i agree it was i woke up i looked at some of the additions that were made um by the two uh teams in the bridge bowl here this morning and it looks like um and to his credit you know i think that that ip is just trying to sort out the defensive side of the ball and a lot of times that can be matchups so that's a tinkering that we're seeing from his lineup he's got his horses and then uh we'll get into he got me but i think he has some decisions to make also yeah i'm always curious when when a high powered team you got 30 30 points as your projection that doesn't happen in my squad very often so i'm always I'm always curious because I'm like, I'm just happy to get to whatever the projection is. Like you got a long road to hoe to get over your projection. And that's the thing. It's like, if the Broncos lay an egg and Casey goes up 14, nothing or 20 to three Mahomes isn't, I mean, they're just going to pack it in and start running it and running it and running it. And that I'm all, I could go in the direction of he. So yeah. Always, always nervous about a, uh, a low scoring affair. I, you know, both of them watching that Kansas City Denver game. It's such a big game for both their teams. There's going to be points scored by KC, but which direction do they go? Is it the run game or is it the pass game? 
Yeah. Yeah. Or the kick game. Yeah. And if and if Mahomes is running in a touchdown, you know, that's taking points away from uh Kelsey who might be catching it. So it's, you know, it's a lose lose if he's if he's using his feet. Yeah, because I, I mean they're Kansas City does have to play, right? That's the good news because they want to get that, you know, they've got to win out and hope that Buffalo loses one of those games. But I'm actually trying to pull up the um, where we are here. Also, oh, but for um, for sorry, I'm looking at where are the looking for the playoffs here. So the 49ers, right? Like they're they're two games behind. Um, Philadelphia so if Philadelphia wins and I'm wondering if they play early I gotta look at I didn't get much of a chance to look at um some of this but Philadelphia so let's see 49ers usually play in the afternoon um when do the Chiefs play early um McCaffrey's midday yeah so I mean if if the if the Vikings win or I'm sorry if the Eagles win, then the 49ers will probably not have a ton to play for, right? Because they're going to have a, they have the home field game. They're going to be at home, at least in the, the first round. Um, I don't see the Eagles losing both games, but we'll see what happens. So they may shut down McCaffrey. That's what he's got to keep his eyes out for. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And also, as you look at, at he got me here, it's, he's got to be really excited to see Goff at, at home, um, you know, against Chicago, that's a different game if it's on the road. So he gets the home Goff, which is a different Goff most yep. of the time. Yep. Um, and it looks like for him, you know, he needs, he's going to need high ceiling guys in here. And I think he's got to make a decision between Ingram and Goddard um, at the tight end position, because he needs every point he can get to pull off this upset. So he's analyzing these games quite a bit closer than IP. Yeah. And McKinnon and Pacheco, I mean, that Denver run defense has not been great, you know, so is he going to stick with the McKinnon Pacheco stack? We'll see, but there's an opportunity for a lot of points um, from there. So the matchups are, you know, what we're seeing now, the matchups appear to be favoring. He got me, but still 75% of, um, Irish puddles is pretty dang good, you know, and quick question though, Pacheco and McKinnon, when did they start becoming the two headed monster? Has this been a long time? Is this re like, I feel like this is another one. Like were those guys even on the roster that we're talking about, like in the first five games of the season, like, is it, I'm just not watching it that closely, but I was like, who the hell are these guys and why are they getting 30 points a game? It seemed like both those guys were getting bits and pieces here. They were still going with Clyde. You know, CEH seemed to be the guy early on. And then as he got banged up, and I feel like there was – who are we forgetting? There was one other guy early on that seemed to be getting some touches. But, I mean, those guys are the ones that kind of emerged as the two healthy guys. McKinnon was great last year at this time, you know. So, I mean, who knows? It's super on brand for KC. I feel like their running back room – does this every single year and it's always kind of the hot hand at the end and that hot hand is usually pretty scorching hot but they they really like what they see out of Pacheco he's kind of one of those athletes that fits that system 
that's just a speed guy um, with a with a hard head. Like he runs hard and and yeah. he's and he's fast and he's he's twitchy and he can kind of be thrown in in any of these different Andy Reid, you know, uh, creative play call options that they have out there. So yeah, he's I think he sticks around for a while. McKinnon, um, you're right. This is the time of year that he shines, but. Two good finds. I don't know. I don't know which way. I know we argued it before. You know, if you're going to start one, which one do you start? If you are going to put one out of your lineup, it's a tough situation for him to be in. His only other options on the bench are, um, you know, Robinson, which I don't, he really hasn't started him much all, all year. Does he go with a wide receiver instead of the another running back? Yeah. I mean, I look at all his, yeah, he's, I think what do you see on his offense that he's got today and it's Wednesday Goffin and St. Brown, right? He's got that stack. He's going with that. They're at home. They're inside, you know, they're, they're playing well. Waddle's going to new England. They've been able to get, they've been giving up some points to wide receivers. We'll see what goes on with Tua. I mean, he's got, you know, got Teddy Bridgewater back out there. And I, I'm a little concerned about Tua. Is he going to, is this, is this the end? You know, we'll see. I mean, he got a, concussion protocol day after the game again so I, I you know I don't know what's going on there but then he's also got you know Dalvin Cook at Green Bay and you've been they've been able to run on on Green Bay all year so we'll see what he does Ingram seems to be doing great with his boy Trevor Lawrence so it's looking looking good for he got me but again that that Irish puddle stream is tough the story I read was that it was it was Reddit that found that concussion originally and started putting some stuff out uh found it early in the like in the first quarter or something and what? that kind of led to what some of uh all those turnovers from Tua and that terrible game um crazy that it, that this this guy is really sad because it feels like he finally got himself kind of into a an offense with a head coach who knows how to utilize him um, pretty well but he's been beaten up he's not a big guy he's been beaten up uh, now you start to get to this amount of concussions where they're happening on you know plays that uh, people aren't even really seeing until they di dissect the game a little bit deeper it's kind of sad so you got a decision to make bud in the offseason what you can do with that guy but it's uh definitely going to affect he got me um with waddle this week depending upon what they do with Tua. yeah that was a lot of off-season stuff there to think about. Good thing there's a long off-season. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well. Yeah. So, any other any other comments on the games, or do you want to move on to the off-season? I don't think we should beat it up anymore. Let's move on. Well, I was just thinking, like, what if you know, Bud? You were kind of we're just kind of transitioning you, and kind of what are the two big things you're you're going to be looking at over the season on your team and decisions you got to make? I mean, one seems fairly obvious, but what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I jokingly put out in Slack that the uh, the Green Bay versus Miami was a tryout to see who was going to make the squad next year. And, I mean, I was hedging my bets towards the obvious choice of Tua, and now it's, God, I really, it's really something you got to think about. And, you know, is Rodgers gelling with some of these receivers late in the season is going to be better next year? Or, you know, is Tua, I'm all, is he broken beyond repair? or is he you know one concussion away from missing an entire season or you know a forcible retire which would be on brand for hip hopopotamus um, so that's you know you never want to wish anything on on anybody but 
Yeah, he just that's it's I mean, unless he's gonna get a helmet that's that's you know got an air pump and it's a size 56, you know, dome size to protect that melon, you know, it's it seems like it's gonna happen again. And then it's um, you know, the last two years I've toyed with uh not carrying over a tight end and and with the amount of tight ends that are out there and in the draft, there's really only three or four really potent ones so it's like do you try and go out and try and find another reliable running back as a keeper you know and not and just pick up you know some trash off the trash heap from uh, the tight end position and then you know see what you can do it's 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 definitely liberating going into the offseason not loving anyone um and it uh, definitely makes it it makes it more easy to listen to to offers and make offers so nothing in stone but pom-poms for everybody yeah and that speaking of tight ends it was i mean kelsey is so dominating and it's such a huge gap and then there's this little cluster of decent and then it's just everybody else yeah i don't know what's going on in that position but it's a tough one there's there's no question there's so much out there that's all the kind of same guy that you know you get if you don't get one of those four or five guys i guess which even that is kind of scary because look at what look at how terrible Andrews has been over the last month and a half or so. You know, he he was kind of the other guy, and then Kittle's kind of this runs the block, but then gets hurt. I don't know. The tight end thing is messed up. But we'll move on. We'll move on to Justin. We'll put Waller in that group too, because you end up keeping one of those guys and it ends up being fool's gold, and you can see what yeah. happens. It's yeah, tricked a few people, but for me, it's um, it's obvious. I think it's the same issue uh, that I had last year, and it's finding a QB. Um, it haunted me all year this year, and um, I'm now going to have a couple of options. Obviously, strategically trying to keep a few of these people. So, um, Trevor Lawrence has had a, a really a really good end of the year here, and I don't know if it's starting to click. I do know that a lot of it. Um, I believe is is due to the head coach um, and the history that he's had with uh, really developing quarterbacks and having them all play at a really high level. And so I think that another year there for Trevor Lawrence um, could be really big. You know, side note is he's getting Calvin Ridley to be a part of that wide receiver group. And um, we don't know what what Ridley will be, um, but they obviously went out and got him and it could only booster some of the weapons for for Lawrence there. So he's probably likely the front runner. However, you know, Trey Lance, will he still be with this 49er team? Uh, I was not super optimistic with what I saw out of him the first few games with the Niners and then obviously the injuries. So um, something that I'm certainly going to watch through the off season. Um, and then with the news of Derek Carr, um, I had, heard a bunch of rumblings about this it's why i've obviously picked him up and held on to him um he now is uh um is being sat for the final uh, remaining couple games of the season for the raiders um as they move forward with stidham for some reason but obviously there's something there i think they may not want him to get injured i think they've been looking to potentially trade him uh, and where where he lands could be interesting also so those are kind of some of the things i'm looking at at qb the only other piece is that it's good to hear that you are interested in some running backs, bud, because I'm going to have a whole bunch of them. And Swift is a, someone I'm going to have to make a decision on. 
I'm it's mind boggling what's been going on there in Detroit. Um, and if they can get rid of Williams, maybe he becomes the primary back there. I'll have a decision to make with Mixon. Um, I'll have a decision to make with Pierce, young rookie. Um, and so a plethora of running backs. And to be totally honest with you, the one that I like the most, that I got the biggest pom-poms for, is James Cook. And I just feel like he is the future in Buffalo. And uh, he may end up being a surprise keeper for Duck Cowboys. Lots to think about in the offseason. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, well, you know, I this has been a, a rough year. Went a little bit worse than I had hoped for. Um, didn't expect a huge season or nothing. CJ, the, the good thing about your rough season is no one during the season piled on about how bad it was going <laughs> very often. There wasn't like a weekly rant. There wasn't a weekly, I mean, there might have been, I mean, the daily gifs were not there. Um, but yeah, continue. <laughs> um, but I am feeling pretty good about where my team is heading. I've got, you know, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do at running back for sure. I've got five guys under 25 in season next year, 25 or under that I gotta decide there, all potential starters. It's really wide receiver that I'm probably least comfortable with going into the off season, um, you know, between Mooney, Ridley, Thomas, Miss Schuster, um, you know, are kind of the guys that I'm, I'm looking at here, but we'll see, you know, um, I don't know what's going to happen over the off season. Some of these guys, you know, could be moving on. Madison is, um, you know, he's an unrestricted free agent and, so is um uh i think like uh, ceh will be in a contract year so will acres and aj dillon so we'll see what uh what happens there but picking up fields this year kind of makes me feel pretty good i moved on from russell wilson which was wow. sad but he just doesn't look he's got it's going to take a while for him to get his head screwed back on straight so that Acres game was was juicy. That was the Acres you uh, had hoped to have. Yeah, I mean, he's the only one that made my team look like they were word worthy of being in the toilet bowl. Yeah, where where was uh, where was all this lack of points two weeks ago? Come on, it's true. Well, I should take at least thirty seconds to uh, thank you, Badonka Bronx, for that admirable run through the toilet tournament um that is one other item that i'm going to have to sort out in the offseason is who to take at number two and in typical hawk attack fashion he's already um playing mind games with me on the dms about who he's going to take at number one he self-admittedly does not watch much college football so he's getting to know these guys for the first time uh and and trying to gather as much information from from me on who i would take at number one which Again, game within the game. And uh, like I told you, Hawk Attack, I have no idea yet until we see where these guys are drafted. And he is going to lose his mind over the summer on what to do with that number one overall pick. He stresses out when he's got a fifth rounder or the fifth overall or seventh overall. He can't make it. He's had some bad first rounders over the years. Um, so we'll see what how he feels come you know draft day 
and what he decides to do. Maybe it'll be easy. Maybe there'll be a Saquon type first round pick or a Zeke or something like that. And, you know, it's been a couple of years since we've had like a true right out of the gate rookie dominating player that people can pick up. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. Greg Oden's still available. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not, but someone else potentially of his caliber is available. Everyone wants that running back, but I've seen wide receivers turn teams around much quicker than these running backs. So keep that in mind yeah. too. Yeah. Or it, when all else fails, trade that pick. That's my, it's my new mantra. Trade that pick, double down, get rid of it. Too much pressure. Yeah. You can get five players for a second rounder. Think of what you could get for the first overall. Exactly. Yeah. Put that, put that pressure right on someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Drop back in the draft a little bit. Pick up another player. He needs nothing but players. I know how that feeling is. So, well, you guys excited? You going to do something to watch? Uh, any plans to just really be glued to watch this this Bridge Bowl this weekend? Oh yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm excited to to watch it and send out some updates or something. I haven't decided what I'll do, but yeah, I'm excited to watch this one. I both these guys are such good guys. I you know, and I think definitely two guys worthy of a of a world championship. So I'm excited for whoever wins, you know, it's hard to say who I don't know who I'm going to pick yet. I don't know who I, I, I don't normally I go into these things. It's pretty obvious to me who I want to win, but I really don't know who I want to win on this one. It's a tough one. Well, we're going to find out. I know that's going to be a special pick them that, uh, that SOS entertainment's been putting together. So um, I'm excited to see where people go with it. I have floated a line out to, uh, to both parties to see what they were up to this weekend, maybe get together for a portion of the games, just to kind of oh, enjoy it with some of the banter. So uh, time will tell, but I am looking forward to this game. Me too. And is it, uh, is it just me or is this uh, at uh, 8 PM or 9 PM Pacific standard on Sunday? We'll, We'll have a new champ. I don't see any. I don't see any Monday games. Oh wow! So that is. I did not see that. That's that's interesting. That's yeah. gonna be Sunday kind of fun. Yeah, that's uh. And uh, does anyone else not like the Saturday and Sunday games? Oh, I loved it. It was great. It cuts into my cuts into my time. Like well, I, this. Last weekend was nice because, you know, you're, it's Christmas Eve and Christmas and there's a lot of kind of family and just downtime stuff, you know, you're just sort of, True. it can be, it, it can was, be on in the background and yeah, it was, yeah, it was nice, but yeah, I'm just looking at what you mentioned there, bud. that's something there's no, right now, neither one of them have any games, even on their bench. Yeah. That's why yeah. I was like, even down on their bench, there's nobody in there. So it's. And how cool is it that it's going to be on New Year's Day? So you got a full day of, of relaxation. You're off. Everyone's going to be glued to the TV. There's going to be uh, a battle trophy on the line. Oh, uh, yeah. There's going to be some good college football. I mean, I'm fired up. That's let's talk about ringing in the new year. Yeah, and I wish I could. I wish I could be there and watch it with those. That'd be so fun to watch it with those two guys. Oh, how fun. Yeah. In the players lounge. That'd be, uh, 
That'd be a spot. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Tons, tons of pom poms everywhere. Yep. Maybe beautiful. Make a payback on some Jameson at some point. So just two Irish guys bare knuckling it out. <laughs> and you said knuckles. So well, we, I guess uh, this is it. We're, next time we talk, we'll have a new champion. We're, maybe we should have him on. Oh, I think I think let's uh we can do that if no one's got big plans. I think it's it's only fitting. Oh, we're man. like the uh, we're like the Tonight Show, or you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, if they can talk about the trophy, if they can squeeze us in between Disneyland. Because I mean, I know I know everyone's got a big contract there to to say it right after the match or game. My bad. All right, guys. Well, nice last pod of uh, this year. And, yes. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys in the new year. Well, we yeah, that's right. Yeah, the next one will be on the second or the third. That's right. Okay. One more, uh, one more episode of the Diaz, and then we're gonna have to start uh, hitting our language lessons to see what uh, next <laughs> season brings. <laughs> yeah. Downloading Duolingo right now, and to finish okay. it up, you guys ready to say bye? Bye. Bye bye. bye. bye.